0: Hey there, everyone. My name is Thomas Seggy and 19, part of the Hyde. And welcome to the Kink Closet. Uh, This is a podcast where I go around interviewing people throughout the community um, just to find out a bit more about them. Uh, Today I am joined by Pup Panther. Panther, say hello. 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 There, There he is. Now, Pup Panther was the Queensland Leather Puppy 2017 and the Australian Puppy 2017. Is that correct? That's correct. Perfect. How are you today? Oh,
1: you know, loving loving life indoors, self-isolation, quarantine, lack of contact with everyone else. You know, those sorts of jazz, those lovely things.
0: Yes. Yeah, so everyone who's listening, um, this is uh, the first uh, King Closet, where I am not actually sitting next to my um, interviewee, uh, we are doing this remotely, uh, which is and we can't nice inappropriately
1: experience. touch each other,
0: <laughs> we really can't. Um, it really is I feel like I'm missing out.
1: Yeah, we okay. both
0: are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, um, it's a feature of all of these podcasts, so I'm going to get right into it. Uh, so Panther. Tell me who you were before you were a fetish person.
1: Oh, it's such a, it's not a very, as. Uh, oh God, that was uh, for me quite a while ago. Um, I guess, I guess it kind of started, uh, yeah, around high school or just after high school. Mm. I was massively into sports. Um, I played field hockey, golf, baseball, I did rowing as well as a rowing coach, Um, and I was also a uni student for, you know, six years because I really like to draw things out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, super lazy, super procrastinating, just wanted to have fun. Um, I I was really dedicated on trying to finish my uni degree because, you know, like most millennials, you finish the degree, but it's kind of worthless. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, um, before, before fetish, I was massively into sport. I was quite, I was still quite outgoing and had a whole group of friends, uh, mostly straight actually, um, mm-hmm. before the fetish community, I wasn't massively into, you know, the gay scene or I didn't have many yeah. gay friends. I was pretty much, I, a lot of these teams, I was the only gay in the village. You know? And how did that make <laughs> you feel? Um... I don't know. It's it. It was it was a little bit lonely, but uh, my parents were quite supportive of anything that I wanted to do. So I didn't yeah. really. I I wasn't around my own. You know what we would call my people now, but yeah, I didn't feel like it was less for me. I just I just I just was living in the moment and I was enjoying what I was doing because you know you're young and dumb and you just want to do whatever
0: the fuck you want to do. So yeah. So like <laughs> what you're saying is, um it didn't really affect you too much because it really wasn't that big of a factor. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't focused on anything else, but just having fun with the people that were around me and enjoy, enjoying the, the young, you know, the youth that we all love to cling to.
0: Yeah. How's that going for you?
1: I'm old now. I'm broken. <laughs> Thanks to sport, I'm broken.
0: <laughs> so let's go to there. So uh, his pants are still in high school or a uni student. Forever uni student. That is massively into sports. How did that Panther come into the Panther that we know today?
1: Uh, this is. Uh, I, I feel like you've grabbed some of these questions from IML or some <laughs> some like the. <laughs> contest questions here
0: Um, (laughs) all coming from me all coming from me i swear (laughs) um so i uh
1: i guess i it wasn't that i progressed into kink but the um the relationship that i had with between sport and kink was was quite close for me because when when you're playing sport Um you are you train and you focus on this one task. You've got to let's say for baseball, you've got to hit the ball or you've got to throw the ball. You do it in a certain way. So when you're in the moment, you're only thinking about that task. And like especially during the games or anything like that, you're only focused on one outcome. And that outcome is winning or having
0: fun. Um, So you're focused about either winning are having fun, but not both, right?
1: Um, <laughs> let's, let's say, uh, trying to focus on one task, but uh, if you win, you're going to have fun. And if you're not winning, I guess I was still having fun
0: anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. So how <laughs> does this focus now um, relate to your kink journey? So I, I
1: guess I got into uh, I got into pop play because it I, I was googling a bit and um, I actually as as most kinksters would start they start with just a general hookup <laughs> I don't know yeah. my experience is with with a lot of us is just we generally have sex with someone that has an interest in kink or is kinky and they hide that side from us and then you know the curious ones the ones who progress into kink like us you know we ask those questions and we start googling because like oh this seems fun Mm -hmm. um so he 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 told me um some pretty basic things about pup play that um really piqued my interest because that's where i found the 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 play between sport and kink was that when you're on the field you're only caring about the task or whatever you want to do on the field but and, um, by the same token, when you're doing pup play, it's very headspace orientated, yeah, so you're stepping into this world that is just completely different um and it's it's not an out of body experience, but it's definitely out of mind Um, okay. and you assume something slightly different in pup play, like you assume a different persona obviously in pub play, but yeah um like. When you're on the field and playing sport, you are into that competitive mindset. You're only, you know, you're focusing on one task. But... Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, and nothing else matters around you when you're on the field. Yeah. Nothing else matters. And I guess I really liked that side of pup play when I started, that headspace where you um, put yourself in, in basically in the shoes of a puppy um, and your goal is to just play and have yes. fun and yep. forget about everything else around you.
0: Now, when you're doing this, you're saying it's an out of mind experience. Now mm. for you, what does it do for you? Cause I could see how some people could see this as, as an escape or is it more mm-hmm. so like a very therapeutic experience? Like what, what is it for you?
1: Are we talking about my out-of-body, out-of-mind, not out-of-body, out-of-mind experience or are you talking about like pop play in general?
0: Uh, let's go let let's go your out-of-mind experience.
1: Out-of-mind experience. Um, so, what was the question again?
0: <laughs> so I better is, it, it is it an work. escape or, or does it actually, uh, does it help you kind of like when you're, because when you're um, in the sports field and you're yeah. focusing on it, like you've got, a goal you've got aims and stuff is is, is out of my yeah. experience have you got goals and aims or is it more so just to get you out of get you into different headspace i
1: think i think it's a bit of both um because again pop play is anything that you want it to be so um i guess in the early stages of my kink lifestyle life whatever you want a journey um i guess i found it more of an escape um escaping from having to do all those assignments and worrying Mm -hmm. about bills and parents expectations and all that sort of stuff but yeah i also i also saw it as as quite therapeutic because it's you know if you're talking about something like masturbation you feel good for about 10 minutes afterwards and then you feel pretty average again but there's yeah. this sustained high, there was a sustained high when you've got, um, when you've had that experience, um, and I guess that sort of borders into the realm of therapeutic as well.
0: Yeah, so it's so, like uh, a, it's, uh, a, a slow release kind of high that's able to be sustained over a long period of time and has made you feel good for longer rather than, say, a short burst of pleasure, as you say, from masturbating.
1: Yeah, correct. You know, it's not quick, cheap and easy. It was um it's a longer drawn out,
0: um, better headspace to put yourself into. And with this headspace, is there a come down from it? Oh god, yes. Um
1: yes, there there really is. Um and it can it 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 varies depending on, you know, how I'm feeling that day or how this session went or anything like that. Um yeah can be very intense, um, Mm -hmm. or it can be over within an hour or two, but it just depends. It's not a, it's, 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 it's hard to pin down when it, you know, (laughs) how bad the come down is going to be,
0: but yeah, (laughs) yeah, no, no one can ever predict those kind of things as well. Um, in my latest chat, it's, um we talk about these kind of come downs all the time with it there, especially not just with like we're now learning about a puphead space. However, um, in some BDSM or King scenes, especially ones that can Mm -hmm. have high impact or energy in the, there is that kind of come down afterwards after you've just done an intense session. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's that care that's needed for it. Um, and, um, And I guess, I guess,
1: uh, handler David's, you know, um, words are ringing in my ear at all times, but it's also, it's not just about the, the sub or the puppy or, um, you know, the person, the, you know, it's not about that person. The, the, the top, the handler, the dominant can also have those drops and those come down. So, you know, it's, it's pretty important for both of you to, realize that and and you've got a the only way to get over a drop is to get through it together
0: like yes it's not
1: something you want to do alone because it's it's brutal it's
0: hard and how do you manage that for your how do you what techniques do you like to use for that panther
1: <laughs> um well i usually just rely a lot on um cuddles because i think mm-hmm. uh as i've as I've progressed, um, you know, as I've gotten older and done a lot of things in the um in the fetish scene and done the title circuits, um I have progressed not progressed, but I think I've uh, I've come to a realization that um pup headspace is something completely different to me now because I've grown into something else, I've thought different things, I'm now on a different track. And um I consider myself more of like a Pantler or a palfa. Um, alpha, alpha. Um, I think no, alpha, alpha handler um, alpha. There's a couple of handler alpha, Pandler, like pup handler. You know, there's there's different terms for it, but yeah. Um, I like to, for example, my puppy Caden. I really like to enable what he wants to do. Um, we have to do a lot of this remotely, but even even there we can still get into a headspace where we both need care afterwards. So sometimes you can't rely on the physical aspect of it. You can't rely on the physical touch. So the, the best way is a lot like everyone's realizing right now that zoom and FaceTime is an amazing thing. Um, it gives you a nice, nice interaction level between each other for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, that, and, and if you are doing remote play um, or setting tasks for your boys or, you know, your dominant is sending, is sending you a task in your remote, you can still do all that um, and you can still experience the drop together and help yes. each other. So, um, but there's also other things like being able to know, like I use Netflix and comedy specials a lot, but also my favorite and Brendan, my partner's going to love this. I use Vines. God damn it. I love vines. Like Like your favourite
0: vine confirmation?
1: (laughs) It doesn't matter because they're so old now that there's 50 different ones, but they're all amazing because all the bad ones have been filtered
0: out. Have you started progressing onto TikToks instead?
1: Yes, and it's terrible. You love
0: (laughs) it, though. I can sense that you love it.
1: (laughs) Keep creating that content, people, because I will... I will feast on it, it. watch on it. That's it. I need, I need it for my drop and our
0: drops. We need (sighs) it. (laughs) I'm, I'm loving what we're talking about because yeah, as you're saying is a lot of us are finding ourselves in the situation where our usual techniques, our usual go-tos to help us feel, um, uh, you know, safe and, um, you know, Oh, Connected to each other are not there anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. We're having to adapt. We're having to change what we're doing. Um, and these kind of techniques are becoming like these uh, virtual techniques are becoming more important um, every single yeah. day. Apparently. So yes,
1: yeah. um, because uh, so to your listeners out there, my um, my pack dynamics are that my my partner um, is based in Cairns. I'm based in Sydney. And my puppy, my Omega, is actually based in Adelaide. Yeah. So I'm quite, I've, I've been doing this for, for quite a while. Um, and now more and more people are starting to realize that um, you don't need that. You don't need to be physically around them at all times to be able to feel connected to them or to be able to set tasks or get into some form of kink headspace.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so, some some really some really great things that I do is is I assign tasks out to my Omega because it's so much fun to, to, to hear his yelps and squeals and you know, and sometimes he sends me things in the mail um, that's fun mainly, sniff, mainly sniffy things um, so hot <laughs> um, I like to I like to set um, pretty outlandish tasks that um, they're not they, I I don't I, I'm sort of more of a nice nicer dom or someone that doesn't really like to inflict too much pain, whimpering and making someone feel uncomfortable. That's a lot of fun, but uh, physical pain is not really there. But with the remoteness, I can I can set my puppy task by like um, coloring in things, but getting into his little outfits uh, and taking a photo for me. Um, because that gets him that gets him into a little headspace um where he's sitting at the table and he's colouring in and he's in his little romper suit and he's got his pacifier in and he feels safe and protected even though I'm physically not there, but I'm setting in this task and he can report back to me and and show me that he's done it like a good boy. Yeah. Um other ideas uh like uh you know advent calendars is that you instead of Chocolates. You put in little tasks every day. So every day that they have to open it up, there's a new task. So there's 30 mm-hmm. days of tasks for them to do. Yeah. Uh, and I found Caden, my puppy, really responded to that because he would bound down the stairs every morning and be really excited to see what his challenge was for the day.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: in this, in this, you know, COVID nineteen respiratory illness times, we have to be maintain social distance. So. I think kinks evolving and it's becoming such a such a cool thing that you can still do it remotely. We're all relearn- as you said, we're all relearning. Yeah, we, we
0: are. And what you're saying is by you doing these tasks, especially like with these advent ta- advent calendar, is you're causing your um Omega Caden to focus and to get into that headspace again. And you're mm. enabling him to be a connected to you, but be also then to go back to um things that he feels comfortable with and the headspace that he enjoys getting akin to, correct? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I guess it's also about pushing trying to push his boundaries as well. Um, he has so many kinks. Oh my god. Oh, um yeah. I have to try and keep on top of them at all times, um, but woo! Um, what, a, what a terrible task for me! Oh no! Oh How-
0: god, you're a real you're a real fucking martyr doing this for us.
1: So so so, Justin, a handler in the US, always just goes, you know, my life does not suck, and I echo his statements, like you know, my life does not suck. <laughs> I have someone that does task me, um, but yeah. I guess it's a, I guess it's also about trying to push his boundaries and trying to get him. Um, he he feels safe and protected when I'm around him, but he also, with that distance, conversation, and that constant communication and constant contact, he's also still feeling safe because he knows he can come to me with anything. Yeah. But he also, we can also feel safe in what we're doing. Um, yeah. you know he can he can have fun he's got a very stressful job so um you know he
0: needs that release as well so So, and i got uh, and i'll ask this as well is do you hmm. find with the distance how do you find consent with the distance there is it is it easier because you're not having to respond straight away is it harder because they're not actually engaging stuff from you or like how have you two managed that dynamic like that kind of discussion
1: um, we had these discussions um pretty much at the start um I would never push him to do something that I wouldn't want to do myself yeah. um, so I guess if 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 I'm comfortable with it um he's definitely comfortable with it because my yeah. my kink boundaries are a lot a lot narrower than his um mm-hmm. but I guess he yeah like I've, lost, I've completely lost my train of thought because I'm looking at this air conditioning vent. <laughs> oh, been... no. <laughs> so This is why
0: we need to I do it that. in person, to focus.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> can't get a puppy to focus. It's impossible.
0: No, it's really it's really hard. Maybe we should be waving a bone in your face. I, I grow on myself. Uh, no, nah, that that won't work. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you've had a discussion and there's kind of that... Um, that trust yeah. is
1: that what you're saying yeah yeah so we we had that long conversation at the start and it is it is obviously an ongoing conversation there are a couple of times where he's actually pulled it out and said no i don't want to do this Yeah, um, but that's but i've created this environment for him where he yeah. feels safe to bring that up and i think that's really important as an alpha handler dom whatever um yeah that you need to create that safe environment not just for your
0: sub but also for yourself good you need That's to feel fair. comfortable about it as well it's, yes. it's a two-way street yeah because there's nothing um nothing worse than um having that regret afterwards that you mm. wouldn't have been comfortable doing it and then seeing that they weren't comfortable doing it at the same time and you had an opportunity to kind of control that situation
1: yeah, exactly. And you may not be educated, or if if you're going outside the boundaries of what you yourself want to do personally, um you know, you may feel a little bit of reluctance, like a bit of laziness to try. oh I've got to do this because my puppy wants me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you do what you feel comfortable with, and you make sure that your sub also knows that. Because I'm of the polyamorous type. If he's yes. not. Getting- if he's not getting what he wants from me i have no problem with him going out and seeking that um you know that something that i don't feel comfortable with myself but i'm fine with him going out um to people that he trusts because i trust him to people that he trusts to administer that to him or to to seek something because one like you can't be everything to one person i don't subscribe to that belief or mentality
0: no, I don't think many people do from what I've been hearing so far.
1: Mm, yes, we are filthy bastards.
0: You definitely are. So on that <laughs> note there, um, what would you give, say, one tip for a listener out there who wants to start getting into pub play?
1: online resources are a thing um there's nothing wrong with researching and uh like talking talking to people is fine um getting information from the community is great but the best the best thing that you can do is to because i guess there's so much information out there um about pup play or kink in general especially on the internet Mm -hmm. um read a lot of it read a lot of it with a grain of salt um keep your mind open to those sorts of experiences because you know what one person says may not be true of another person. So, you know, there's so many different ranging views out there. So definitely go online, jump into all the resources. Don't be afraid because incognito searches are your friend. Um, if you're worried, <laughs> about that sort of thing. Um, so <laughs> don't were, worry.
0: You, were you incognito in any of your searches?
1: God, no, I had a family computer. I had to, you know, I had to clear my browser history (laughs) in the 90s.
0: I'd never cleared mine, and then my sister found it and exposed me. Oh, it's just no, (laughs) it was a virus. I swear it was a pop up. I couldn't stop. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, it's just so that's 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 my uh, and your
0: tip pro tip protein mm. well panther thank you so much for your time tonight it's been much appreciated um how do you feel now have you been inside the kink closet
1: um i feel like i'm coming down with a bit of drop
0: wow <laughs> well fine it's time to come out of the... <laughs> <laughs> it's time to come out of the closet yeah it's time to come out of the kink closet um that will never get old for me um and um yeah thank you so much for your time today
1: that's all right. no worries thanks segi
0: thank you bye
1: bye